side wins the Everest. The unbeaten three-year-old's done it. Everyone, hello, good morning, good morning, good morning. A modern day record crowd watched Giga Kick win the Everest yesterday. 47,221. Uh, it was at 46,000. I've lost count. I may have, I may have tacked on a thousand. But to put that into perspective, one of the biggest days we've ever seen on a race course, uh, Winx's Farewell, had 43,000 plus. So more than that. Uh, and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep, the race they said it last two years and lose its face, but uh, it's got it has got bigger and people have been desperate for a day out with oh. the, with uh, the COVID situation and it's full steam ahead. And the rain. And the rain, and they got their day out in the sun yesterday. And I don't think you'd be hard to please if you weren't excited about the day. It, uh, uh, look, this Clayton Douglas has just introduced himself to Sydney in a big way and he's from a great family when you look back through the history of their family in Mornington he's from a great racing family. You've been out on the track in an Everest and you've watched it from the other side of the fence. Exciting it was just great just that vibe like like I said even at nine o'clock yesterday morning walking onto the track you can just tell it's a different day mm. um, yeah it was just great and I was rapt to see the track race so fair yeah it's just great. James Harron thanks for coming in in your Sunday best, <laughs> after winning your second Everest, uh, with your group of owners in your slot. You did it with Red Zell year one. You were off and running, and now you've done it twice with, a, with an inspired pick. Yeah, look, it was a, a real incredible day. Like you all said, the atmosphere, walking in the gates, uh, seeing the crowds. Um, you know, it was probably one of the best days on a race course you know, I've had. Um, and the story behind Giga Kick, the story with Clayton Douglas, the, the excitement all week leading into it. We never, you can never ever think you're going to win those races. Um, mm. We were hoping he'd run well. Clayton was extremely bullish all week. And um, yeah, just seeing uh, as the gates opened and seeing where he ended up in the run, I thought it was going to be a mm. train crash. And mm. as it got further and further into the race, I thought we might run top five. And then all of a sudden off we went. Mm. He was bullish, Clayton, all week. And the more you pressed him, the more confident he got. Did you believe him? Look, I, I thought, you know, I thought you want people around the horses that... that and he's a great horseman and a, a lovely kind of a fella. You want people to be mm. positive. But, you know, if you ask every single trainer in the room how their horse is going, they're pretty positive. Yes. So, um, but look, he, he, he was absolutely right. He, he had had the horse very relaxed. I visited him down at John Thompson's stable. He had the little Shetland pony with him. <laughs> um, you know, it was man and his horse. Everything he did, he did it with his horse. He rides him track work, he takes him out. He, he was on the other side of the, the horse leading him around the ring. Um, so all those little one percenters he put into this horse and uh, pulled off a dream result. We're going to go out there right now. Yeah. Clayton's joining us with uh, Giga Kick, the little pony. Ali Mosley is alongside the stars of the show. Well, the star of the show was actually out here this morning mucking out boxes. And I said to you, Clayton, this morning, did you think the morning after you'd won a $15 million race, you'd be mucking out your Shetlands box? <laughs> no, look, um, look, that's what we got to do. Um, you know, back to the next day and keep on rolling. So I've lost my voice a bit from celebrations, but um, no, nah, it's great. And um, he's pulled up really well, so we're happy. 
And he is the real superstar of the show along with yourself and you can see it here. He's just so bright in the eye. He wants to be, he's got a little fan club in front of him at the moment, but he's taken this whole, and he's only a two-year-old. He's still a baby. Yeah, look, his birthday's on Wednesday, so I think I'll buy him a birthday cake, I think. <laughs> um, but no, look, he's pulled up really well this morning. We're very pleased and it was just a phenomenal effort. Has it sunk in yet? I found you. I was driving back from the barriers and I found uh, you and your strap were walking back. I said, do you want a lift? And you jumped in and I said, what are you going to do? And you said, I think I just want to go and have a beer somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty hard to sink in at the time. And um, obviously we brought him back and made sure he was okay and put him away and made the trek back down to the races for the last couple. And um, now nah, look, it, it was a really good night. And um, nah, it's, it's just been a bit of a whirlwind. But um, look, he's pulled up really well this morning and that's the main thing. And you've had obviously a lot of media, a lot of attention that goes with winning such an enormous race. When you saw him, I guess the biggest thing that I'd love to know is when you saw him kicking home, what was, what was that feeling? Uh, yeah, well, I think there's some footage of that. So <laughs> there was a fair few hop, hop skips and jumps, but um, no, nah, look, it was, it was unreal. And um, he's, he's, really, he's really, um, really come through the run well and we're very happy and to think that uh, we'll be able to beat Nature Strip, it's, it's unbelievable. And I know you galloped him on Tuesday morning and you're pretty quiet about his chances. You weren't walking around saying that you'd be beating Nature Strip by any means. Did you think he was going to give him a run for his money? Yeah, look, it's probably as good of good of um, condition that I had the horse in. Um, you know, it was well noted that he, he probably needed to run a little bit in the Dane Hill and he was always going to improve and a two-week turnaround and the way he arrived in Sydney, I was pretty confident that he was going to run the race of his life. So whether that was going to be good enough to beat Nature Strip, I wasn't sure. But um, look, he'd done everything right during the week, worked terrific Tuesday morning. And um, as you can see, he's, he's a cool horse to have around. <laughs> he's just an absolute star. He's had everyone give him a pat this morning and he's standing here so perfectly for us. Just on James Harron, who I know is in studio this morning, did you have to convince him that he needed the slot or was it the other way around? No, nah, look, I think, um, to be honest, James, you know, obviously had a lot of confidence in the horse as well. He was on his radar and he, he'll tell you that probably the main, the main point was Craig Williams and the confidence Craig had in him. Um, he was very confident um, that this horse is, is, you know, one of the next big things and um, I think that gives James the confidence as well and for him to come up on Caulfield Cup Day to ride him, um, that was a big push. So, um, look, yeah, Willow had a, had a lot of faith in the horse and so did I and, um, you know, it's been a great ride. And how are you feeling this morning? I know you didn't have a super late night. You've made a little joke and said you'd been up to, to, since 6.30, but I don't think that's quite true. So I'm sure you're in bed before then. Yeah, no, nah, it was a good night. Um, pretty quiet. Obviously, a lot of media commitments and all that stuff sort of last night. And it's not easy when you've lost your voice halfway through the night. But um, no, nah, it was good. Just a bit of dinner. Caught up with a few friends and yeah, we're pretty home in bed and back up here today and just do the normal routine. Back here to muck out the boxes, as you've done a beautiful job of, which is just incredible. But um, I mean, we—it's the absolute fairy tale story. We couldn't ask for anything better. In the Everest, and such a young crowd, a young trainer, the, the whole—the whole story just came together so well. Yeah, no, it's been been a phenomenal ride, and um, been a lot of support behind me. And this horse is has really—he's really put put us on the map as um, a young emerging trainer. Um, 
And, yeah, this is me horse and he's a superstar. <laughs> he is. And the best part about him is he's a horse we can follow for so long to come because, of course, he's a gelding and he can be the next nature strip. I think uh, Ronnie's got a question for you as well. Yeah, is it, uh, Clayton, is it too early to plot the next path? Yeah, look, Ron, um, you know, we normally give him a couple of days to make sure everything's okay, go through our processes. We'll get him back to Melbourne, um, have a look at him, and then we'll start to think out what we're doing with him. Um, obviously, the Coolmore's there in a fortnight's time. Uh, the champion sprint's obviously the three weeks. So we'll just see how he pulls up, um, and we'll just make that decision over the coming days. Yep, and uh, just you say you're, you're a young, inspiring trainer, but it's in your blood. I just Your family history, your father, Vicky, trained three grand annual winners, um, and you've ridden two. Uh, you've had a history in riding. It's unbelievable, and um, to start off with a horse like this, and even your grandfather at Mornington, they say, I don't know whether you were alive when your grandfather was around, they say he was bigger than a lot of the family, and obviously you got Rocket there, your uncle as well. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Like, um, obviously, it's the only thing I really know is is the horses, and um, yeah, just to be able to brought up around them for a long time. I know I'm only 27, but um, I've been around them a long time, and I've been able to ride a lot of good horses, and um, have been associated with nice horses, and um, to think that I've got one myself is is really good. How many uh, message did, messages did you end up getting on your phone? Have you read them all? Have you replied to any? I've, well, 365 there was, so uh, I've got a bit to do today to get back to everyone. But uh, uh, I was nearly thinking about throwing my phone away and I'll reset because that's going to take me a long time. But uh, no, nah, the support was unbelievable. And yeah, I'll, I'll sit down at some point and try and get back to everyone. But it's amazing. Uh, yeah, 365 <laughs> messages it was. I had a laugh about that last night. <laughs> you, you drove him up to Sydney, you're on the float with him, and you told me yesterday when you got him off the float at Holbrook, you knew then this horse was going to cope with everything. Yeah, look, obviously it's a concern travelling a horse for the first time and, you know, I've been, been relatively light on him. He'd had the three runs in ten weeks and... Um, you know, it was a fortnight from the Dane Hill to obviously the Everest and um, and then the travel as well. So that was always in the back of my mind. But like you say, when I got him off halfway and um, he just he jumped off the jumped off the truck and he, he hadn't hadn't turned a hair and we we're already halfway here. I thought, geez, you've done really well. So give me a bit of confidence as well. And just just the week that he's had, he's had a beautiful week leading in, and I think that's what you need as well. What do you think will happen to your career now? What's going to, how's your life going to change? Um, look, I'm not sure. Um, obviously, it opens up doors for me and hopefully I'm given the opportunity to, um, you know, have, be able to train for some big owners and I think people are hopefully going to see me as, as an emerging trainer in itself. And, um, yeah, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I'll... Um, I sort of haven't thought about that, but I'm just happy that we've been able to get the win. And for a big supporter in Jonathan Barnes, he puts a lot of, a lot of money into the industry and um, he's backed me with this horse and um, he's just a great support to me as well. So how long have you known Jonathan Munns? When did that story start? Obviously your uncle's heavily involved with Jonathan. Yeah, a long time, obviously. Um, I'm not very old, but, um, you know, as a young kid, I... When Rocket was training at Pinecliff, I'd go there on school holidays and 
uh, ride a bit of track work and obviously known 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 Jonathan for a long time. Um, you know, I, I won on Super South at his second start. He went on to win a Caulfield Guineas and um, you know, I was I was around you know when Shoals was around and he's had a, he's had a lot of good horses and um, yeah to, to have one for him it's 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 amazing. Have you had this horse? Well, I see he went to a May English sale, a yearling sale. Have you had him since he he was uh, well, he was passed in or withdrawn from that sale? Yeah, so he he came down from the breakers, um, came straight to me, and I've had him ever since. So um, he was only a little fella. He's he's not a big fella anyway, but um, he's just a light little lean fella, and um, just uh, just went through the processes and. Um, the development that's, that he's made in the last six months is unbelievable. Well, he's not camera shy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he actually was last week. He wasn't too too sure about the cameras, and now I think he knows he's pretty good. So uh, I think he wants to eat the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> How many media interviews have you got to do today? Um, I don't know, I can't remember, but there's a fair few. Um, there is a fair few. <laughs> need a PA yeah. manager. Yes. Well, you'll need a, you'll need a big management. A big, for a bloke who's trained 27 career winners, you're going to need a medium manager behind you now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And just to, you know, you have a goal and you set a goal and, you know, for that to happen, it's it's you know next level. So, uh, it's it's very good. So he's by he's by Scissor Kick, but how did he actually get the name? Um, well, Jonathan does all that stuff, but Scissor Kick's Giga Kick is like a I don't know it must be like a karate chop or something in 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 the uh, UFC and. Um, so yeah, his stable name's Connor after Connor McGregor. So yeah, I think if you look it up, Giga Kick, some sort of move. Um, so we went with the fighting name, and I, yeah, I think we'll have to look up and see what it is. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a good story anyway. I thought you'd know about all those boxing moves. I read a story not long ago that you would did a boxing charity match or something. Is that right? Yeah, and I'm undefeated because it was a draw, so I'll, I'll take it as a win. Well, <laughs> One fight and I'm undefeated, so I'm happy with that. Retire. <laughs> well, yeah. Clayton, that, that makes two of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me and me horse were both undefeated, so uh, he'll, hopefully he can keep it that way and I'll retire as a fighter as undefeated. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Would you like to, I'll put you on the spot right now. Would you like to pick him now for next year? Would you be happy to do the deal right at this very moment? <laughs> Have you ever got a straight answer out of me on this? <laughs> no, no. It's not going to start, no. It took forever for him to pick him the I first. know. Now, I want to know, who, who put their hand up first? Did you approach or did they approach you about the horse? Um, I think I, I gave Rocket a call. Okay. And uh, we all just started thinking and talking about it and wanted to see what they thought of the actual idea. How long ago? Probably about a week out from the downhill. Okay. Would you believe, they say patience is a virtue in this game, mm. I think first and second, before scratchings, were the last two horse picked. Am mm. I right or wrong? Uh, yes. Well, apart from Kementari who came in at, yes. the, at the last yeah. minute, last minute, the last two horses picked were, yes, because uh, Snap Dancer had to be withdrawn, so Inglis went looking for Private Eye. Yep. yep. And, um, and you guys 
There you go. We're, yeah. We're the last in. Uh, when do you head home, Clayton? Uh, yeah, look, I'll go back in the truck with him uh, Monday night at this stage. So, um, yeah, we'll be back in Melbourne so uh, early Tuesday morning. And did you enjoy the build-up? I know the, 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 it's, a, it's a big week, but you've, you seem to embrace it all and take it all in and enjoy it for what it was. And you weren't going to go home uh, wondering, should I have been more involved in this week? You were there every single moment. Yeah, look, um, you know, um, could have been once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so was really happy to do what I could, especially from the media, and, um, you know, to go to the dinners and stuff. I was a little bit, little bit out, of, out of my comfort zone. I had to wear a tuxedo on Thursday. I had to hire it, so I didn't have one. Um, but, um, no, nah, it was just to be able to meet some of these, you know, big supporters of the industry and, just to be able to meet James Harron and you know these these guys are superstars of the industry and to think that um, you know they want to be talking about my horse it's it's amazing. Just finally, tell us about the little mate, the the, the Shetland pony. <laughs> Frankie, he's uh, he's in the box next door. He's uh, he's come up he's come up with him. He's his travelling mate and he's a he's a little ripper. He uh, yeah he's he's been a good good little horse. He. Connor really likes having Frankie around and um, his mate, actually, Daniliquin, who was behind him, he, he doesn't mind him as well. He ran in the Stairs race yesterday, so um, he's got a couple of friends here up in Sydney and um, Frankie's one of them. Okay, <laughs> we're going to bring you a shot of Frankie. I, uh, that camera obviously can't move, so we, we'll try and get Frankie into the shot. Yeah, John Thompson charges 100 a day for the box. If you bring the pony, it's 200 a day. <laughs> <laughs> There he is. There he is. There's Frankie. <laughs> Little Frankie. He's waiting for the camera. Now, he, he might just be the most important part of the story. <laughs> he, could he do without him, Clayton? Could he, could he honestly do without that little bloke? Oh, look, he could. He's a, he's a, he's a fairly mature animal, but, um, you know, I try and keep routine. And, um, you know, we, I didn't want to travel the horse on his own all the way to Sydney, so... Um, obviously, that's where Frankie comes along. Frankie has been alongside him the whole way. Had to get Frankie off as well at Holbrook and give him a pick. And <laughs> it was bucketing down rain actually at the time. And he had a roll. You should have seen him. He was muddy as so. But um, no, nah, he's he's kept the horse calm and um, he plays a big role as well. It's you know probably like James said, it's all the one percenters I find um, that probably probably come together. Um, so it's, it's just something that we do and we'll keep on doing for the meantime. That's why I like travelling with you. I like to have a little mate with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gets down and has a roll at every stop. <laughs> uh, he doesn't eat much either. <laughs> i give you the left over. <laughs> Clayton, we'll let you go. You've got a, lot, a big day planned. Thanks very much uh, for being part of this week. Thank you for taking up the challenge and bringing this horse to Sydney and showing him off and you've been rewarded. Oh, who have we got here? <laughs> The old man, Vic. <laughs> there you go. Hello, how, how are you? Good love, thanks. Yeah. Another integral part of the team. Yes, no, nah, this is my father, Vic. He's uh, obviously behind the scenes. He keeps keeps the show rolling as well. Um, no, nah, it's really good. Dad's obviously come up for support and been up for the week, and no, nah, it's been great. He won yeah, proud man uh, this morning. Bit of a surprise to all of us, really, but you know, can't just can't 
you know, work, work out how it's happened. You know, yeah. like, we just credit to him. What he's done with his horses, amazing. Yeah. You just must be so proud of him watching him grow oh, up dude. in the industry and, and it, it is the one percenters. Even yesterday I found him up here, he'd walked him back and, yeah. and the horse is always always the main priority. Yeah, it is with him. He's um, Well, he's, everything he's done, believe it or not, he's achieved. So, you know, when I, when I trained annual winners down at Warrnambool, he said, I'll win a couple of them. And he did. <laughs> He's still got one up on me, though. Dad's had three, I've had two, so <laughs> I'll have to... Uh, Boy, you're a jumper. I might have to get myself a jumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, no, it was a great result and couldn't be pleased, more, more pleased for all of all them involved. It's been great. It's fantastic to have you guys here and you've, you've always got a friend in Sydney and as does Giga Kick of course and hopefully we see a lot more of you. Thank you for joining us this morning. You've been so professional and handled everything so well and, and you're just a true horseman. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks Ali. Thank you to Clayton and Vic and Giga Kick and Frankie. <laughs> uh, there is the champ. Five starts, five wins, unbeaten. And you, you, you James, you, you look at unbeaten horses. Now he's five from five and he may one day be beaten. It, it, we, we celebrated Winks with the building of the grandstand. Every time she went out, we celebrated because we knew she was going to win. It doesn't always happen. Black Caviar and Winks were the exceptions. Bayeed, Bayeed was beaten overnight, this unbeaten horse. Um, Nature Strip, who was odds on and, and on, on occasions looks invincible, but they can be beaten. Winks and Black yep. Caviar, for some reason, were the exception. And I know she was beaten early in her career, but she wasn't Winks then. Yeah. yeah. You, look, up, absolutely. It, it's incredibly hard, as everyone knows, to win four races in a row. You know, it's, um, it's impressive in itself. And I was listening to you and, and Hensy the other mor yesterday morning, and you, you said, beware of the unbeaten horse. Yeah, always, always. Um, you know, it's... Uh, it is so true. It's very difficult to keep them up. It's very takes a takes a real horseman, a great trainer, to, to keep the one percenters we talked about. And I think for the race as a whole, this was a fantastic result. To have a, a twenty to one shot win the race. What we were finding as slot holders was a lot of people were avoiding Nature Strip. People wanted to stay away from the race. They thought it was going to be a very difficult year to be competitive. And um, you know, I went through it this morning. I think the throughout the period of the, the Everest. Um, the average SP price has been just over $9. Yes. So it's not just a favourites race. Yeah. And I think this opens up more doors. There'd be a lot of people sitting watching the results from Saturday saying, I wonder how I would have gone. I was sitting next to Glenn Munsey where he's got all the big computer there with the figures and the tab and the big holds, the millions and millions and millions. The worst possible result was the winner. So he was very popular with yeah. punters. He was a, you know, he was a very heavily backed horse there. Maybe more the rank and file than the big flash computer betters, but I'm sure uh, it, it, he didn't go unfancied, put it that way. Yeah. As we roll the tape of the race, James, you're right about, you know, I wonder if I should have run. I heard some ridiculous statements made in, when, when the Sydney stakes went up to two million. Oh, it's better off than running in that. If, if they think they're a win winning chance of uh, the Sydney Stakes and, and, and not being able to get into the Everest, this will take a lot of horses away from the Everest. Rubbish. Yeah. Rubbish. There was 18 horses lined up there in the Sydney Stakes, and any one of them probably could have been picked to run in an Everest. But nothing's going to take away from this race. No. Nothing, nothing in the world. Because people want to be part of it all of a sudden. And if the deal's done right and you can dream and, and you can get into the money somehow, they're going to keep wanting to... Giga Kick's 
the, the best example in the six years of this race, Giga Kick is the best example of you you go with your, your head. Yep. You pick you pick the you pick the horse you think can can run well, and you just hope they can deliver. I think he's changed the race in six years. I thought yes 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 did as a three year old. Yep. I think this horse has done more for the Everest than any other horse. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. They're the two biggest turning points for the rest. You're on two sides of the fence. You know, you go to the sales. You look at these big beautiful pedigrees, and. Um, you know, and study all that. And it comes to this race, you, know, you pick a horse with, by an unfashionable sire out of a 21-year-old mare who has been a bit of a ham, really. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> They're all individuals. It, it, it throws all the rules out. I mean, even just looking at the, the main horses within the rest, you know, the Eduardos. Yeah. And he's, he's got a great story himself by host and didn't get broken in until he was four or something like that. So, um, yeah, the, the, it all goes out the window. These, these, these sprinters can come from anywhere and... and um, you know, it's uh, you just got to look at the performance and take everything else out of play. Where's he going to run there, James? <laughs> I, I'm sort of deep down thinking, just please run sixth at this point. Fifth, slowly worked up. We got sixth. And then I looked at a fifth. <laughs> looked at a few people that knew how to read a race, and they looked really excited. I thought, okay, well maybe we're going well. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was. I, I've never been involved in a race with a with a more exciting finish, to be honest. I love Craig Williams. I think he's just fantastic for racing. He is. In, in, in every single way. Corey, you know him better than all of us. And he's one of those jockeys, the moment you start to say, oh, he's not riding well, he'll make a fool of you. Yeah. Every time, you know. He's, um, well, you, you put, you look at, he's won all the majors. All of them. All of the majors. He's the first jockey now to have won the four, what we call majors. Yeah. The two cups, the Cox Plate and the Golden Slipper, and now the Everest. Yeah, he's an ultimate professional. Yep. Just does his form. Yep. And, and we should have known... Why would he give up Caulfield Cup Day? He would have had a beautiful book yeah. of rides. And so, he, he, obviously, he has conf he had a lot of confidence, confidence in, in the horse. Yeah. And do you reckon he was the key factor in all of this? Yeah, look, I, I think Clinton touched on it. On, honestly, when I really reflect on the whole thing, I don't think the horse would have been in the race without Craig Williams' well, confidence. Both on that side of the camp and That's for right. us as well. Mm. That's right. You know, I had a chat with him in the car and... You know, he's so, so thorough yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you know, as we know, but it was, it's, I loved him being thorough on that because it's a lot of money and people are putting, all our guys are putting a lot of money behind yeah. the slot and you want to make the most educated decision and, and this guy had been across it and he was adamant he was a top four chance and you can't ask for more than that, especially in the position we were in mm. Mm. Um, and the horses on offer. So, you know, big thanks to him. You put you 600,000 up, what do you sign up for, three years, in three year lots, is that right? Is that how it works, or two year lots? Yeah, it's probably the smartest part about how it was put together. I mean, it's actually genius. They kept three years ahead of itself. Mm. So, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, they'll say, do you want to renew again? So, so is your third year up, or you, have you got a couple left? No, they're so always got, three years ahead. Always three ahead. Okay, always three ahead. Always so three. You got, oh, okay. So at the minute, we're they're two. thinking about putting it up, you know that. <laughs> well, That'll be a popular decision. I think they should talk to all the other shareholders. <laughs> <laughs> now, just to explain, it's James Heron's bloodstock. We talk to you. You're the face of the the enterprise. But who, who are your investors? Who are part of your group? Yeah, well, we've got, you know... Basically, our Colt partnership, um, where we have all the, the green and gold colours, we've got all our key mem owners um, within the slot as well. And our original thinking was, if we could have our Colt one day for this race, we'd have instant access and we could do it. Now, we, we haven't had that horse yet, and uh, that's obviously something we really, really want to do down the track. Um, so, you know, we've got some of our just, just wonderful supporters, and you know, the Bateman family, the mm -hmm. Loves, 
the Doyles, Fergus Doyle, you know, Phil Merton in Melbourne, um, Danny and Pauline Saab, the Gary Diamond, you know, people who have been with us in the agency for, for, for the 10 years. Yeah, they've and been solid, haven't they? They've been so solid. And, you know, so it's really important to get these results and it's, um, you know, I'm so happy for them. Mm. So your, your dream and your syndicate's dream is to get another capitalist and make him your Everest horse. And yeah, I just think, uh, you know, those really, really hot two-year-olds, where's next for them at three? This is the perfect race and we're seeing so many good three-year-olds do so it. If you had a, a, a beautiful three-year-old colt and he hadn't won a Group 1 yet, would you hesitate running him or would you go for the Group 1? Would you, would you run the Everest? No, I'd go straight to the Everest, absolutely. Yeah, of course, yeah. No it problem. For itself, yeah. And, and I, think, I think yes, he has proved that. Yes. Yes, yes, he has proved that. He's, he's been incredibly popular at stud. And, um, now, just on the, the, there was another three-year-old in that race, the Colt Jackano, and you brokered the deal for Widden. Tell us how, what is that deal about? How did that come about? Yeah, so the owners um, obviously were inundated after the Golden Rose by stud farms and um, I was appointed as agent to handle the sales process. Um, so Widden Stud were the winning bidder and um, they, um, they got together with their investors and their breeders and purchased, purchased the majority of the horse. The right. original owners still stayed in for a piece and I thought he ran a terrific race well, yesterday. I, I think everyone's really happy and he's going to be a big force in the Coolmore. He is. He, he, he's just got to stay sharp enough. He just looks a beautiful 1400 yeah. meter horse, mm. but he's, he's a... He was as good as anything through the line, there's no yeah, doubt about it. His best that. work was late and after the line, to be honest. So his future as a four-year-old would include a race like the Golden Eagle, you'd think? Well, you know, it looks right up his alley. I mean, he could be back here for the Everest Golden Eagle double next year. Happy to train on. And yeah. I, that would, I certainly think if he keeps this level of form going, um, they'd be mad not to. He's very lightly raced and he's still a horse, like he's still furnishing and he's still mm, working yeah. it all out. So I think they could have a, a lot of excitement ahead of him. Of him. Um, Private Eye, Jamie Water and his group, they, they probably had the best day they've ever had. Yeah. Uh, they won with Stockman earlier and then they've run second in an Everest. Uh, yeah, they, they had a big day out and uh, Stockman was dominant. Mm. And uh, this horse, I, it took a decent horse to get past him. So we know how strong he is mm. and when he loomed up, you'd think nothing's going to get past yeah. this fella, he's too strong. Well, I thought he had it in the bag, to be honest, when he, when he charged to the front. Um, it's another great story, Jamie Walter, you know, like how much he's put into racing and what he's getting back out of it now. What about the bloke that bought 5% on the English Digital on the horse and he paid a bit of money for 60. it? 60. And everyone sat back and said, what has this bloke done? You know, he's valued this horse, he's, he's already uh, well, he, he, he's already won an Epsom, he's already he's a six, gelding. The 5% at 60,000 valued that horse at 1.2 million and he's well, coming in at the, what you thought was at the back end of his career. Well, he's laughing, he's laughing, good on, and good on him. He deserves it to put his hand up and he's got his money back already. Now the future for Private Eye, who's probably the most versatile horse we've ever seen line up in a in an Everest, the fact that he's won over a mile, he's been to 2,000 metres and now he's gone past Nature Strip and just couldn't hold out Giga Kick. His future is still bright. He's a young horse. Yep, uh, my word. So it's uh, a tale, there's stories galore, not only before the race, there's even after the race. Nature Strip. Yep. <laughs> if, if you really want to get picky, um, I know Nash, uh, Nash wasn't playing games. On Eduardo, you could see the. I don't know whether the stewards reporter said that he's a problem, but to me as a jockey, I could see that he didn't look right. The way that he negotiated the turn, and he sort of pratted a couple of times old Nature Strip a little bit further out, further out. Then James McDonald obviously had to 
pushed the pedal a little bit early to get up and around Eduardo because I think he thought that you know Eduardo was maybe going to search for better ground or Nash was going to search for better ground. Um, look, I think you're clutching at straws if you say that James got there too early. Little one percenters, but look. He's a horse that's had a history of getting there early. That's where he puts them away. Yeah, that's he right. He puts his horses away on the turn and he's always out in his feet at the yeah. 100. But usually he has them beat mm. at the 100 and yeah. it doesn't matter. So, yeah, he's, he, look, I'm not going to sit here and bag James McDonald, no. but a few little things didn't go right. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That's not making an excuse. The best no. horse wins, there's that's no right. doubt. Yeah. Mazoo. Wow. Yeah, it was good. Next year. Yeah. You know, we've looked at him early on. He, he used to be a hard-going horse, one day of a race, work in progress. A little bit slow in the stride and relaxed better than he ever has. Mm. And... Um, Maybe left wondering at the finish if he if, if he was a little bit closer, but he's uh, he'll keep. Well, there's a smart move, James. Picking Marzu for this year and next and next year. They probably got him this year because they went that one extra year with him. Yeah, look, it was it was pretty well documented. I think it was put up by the owners. That's what they wanted the sod holders to to consider in taking them in the deal. So um, you know, I think they've got a a really great competitor for the next couple of years, and they can sit back and not have to. Stress too much. Mm. Um, so those colours with Red Zill, you, you picked Red Zill for the first year. Why didn't you have him for the second year? What was the story there? Yulong got him. Yeah, Yulong got him. I mean, we, we, we approach it, um, you know, we look at it commercially as well. I think Ronnie's touched on it last week on the radio and we're, you're saying, you know, it comes down to the deal too, which is obviously, you know, private with the salt holders and the, and the horse owners and and I just think, don't think we could have been competitive enough for that year. Now, right. it would have been still a good pickup. But, uh, but it came down to the deal. That yeah. Yulong did a better deal for those owners the second year. Is that how it... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't exactly know what the deal was, but I don't think we would have been, been in play, so right. to speak. And, you know, we like to look at it, you know, it has to work for both parties. And, and um, win, lose or draw, you walk out of it at the end and you're sort of happy with how, it all, how it's all positioned. And, um, yeah, so... Um, you know, potentially we could have put some sort of a clause in that we could have had him for the second year on, the, on a similar deal, but, you know, I wasn't, wasn't clever enough to do that. <laughs> There's a lot of swings and roundabouts in these deals, isn't there? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ten pages long. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look at Inglis. Inglis lost Snap Dancer. They picked up Private Eye. The tab had lost and running until the morning of the race and lost him. So it's, it goes right down. The, by the way, Lost and Running is the first horse ever scratched on race morning. We've lost horses through the, through the mm. process, but never as late as that. So it's, you've got to hold them together until race morning. Gee. They're fickle animals sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Especially when they're fully fit, Especially full of grain, ready to go. Especially the, things can go the wrong. really good ones. Yes. Seems to happen to the, the, to the well, good ones. You don't ones. hear about the, the yeah. horses that aren't high profile. You just don't hear yeah. about them, do you? That's right. That's right. I mean, we, there's a, the only thing worse is at the barriers when something, you know, mm. yeah. you, you get to that point and it's, it's, it's just a killer for the owners and, and you feel for the connections of Lost and Running. I think he would have been a massive, a massive factor in the race as you watch how it unfolded. And, yeah. You know. Well, I think the drone show was very kind to you as well with five being flashed up there in the air. It wasn't 12, it wasn't 11. Could have been a different story. I think after the barrier draw, we'd, everybody got a bit more excited about the rest because it was, you know, some of the most fancied horses were just drawn that little bit awkwardly. Um, and, and obviously we, we needed everything to go our way. You know, we needed the yeah. good barrier. We needed the track to be okay. Um, 
as it turned out, you know, it worked out accordingly. You know, Nature Strip had a had a difficult run from twelve. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they proceed with him now. He'll probably come out and win by five down the straight, <laughs> like he does. As soon as he has a disappointing run, he comes out and <coughs> proves that he's still the best sprinter in the world. But um, no, it really made an exciting race, and I think the the barrier draw itself was was the best yet. I think that was it was, wasn't it? An yeah. amazing to mm. see and it looked great. Five hundred drones in the air. I've never seen anything mm. like it. Four ninety nine. It was a little four yeah. astray. Yeah. But I think that made it one going home early. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> it was like little Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll let you go because uh, you're gonna. You didn't celebrate last night. You're having a, a nice lunch today with everyone. Yeah, yeah. We just yeah. had a few drinks at the course, and uh, we're having a nice lunch with all the owners today. And good. Does that come out of the syndicate money, or I think it might. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bit to play it's with. with the one, it's like... <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with brownie always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, right. a bottle. A, a <laughs> bottle. Yes. Congratulations. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you so much for coming in. No, yeah. appreciate everything. Thank All you. Right. And we haven't finished talking about the Everest. We've got another 20 minutes to go. Uh, it's a 90 minute show. Now, I want to um, first of all go to uh, Craig Williams and all the other jockeys who rode in the Tab Everest. Here is uh, the champion hoop, Craig Williams. New South Wales Race Club. They really promote this race. Good friend of ours, Michael Carl. His son Harry was playing soccer one weekend, and everyone said um, to Michael, "You know, you know, you're a jockey. Have you ever ridden the Everest? Because people had never followed racing before and following it. So, in its five years now, it's, this is a six running. Then you can see how much good promotion's doing. The racing is thriving. People are seeing how much love we have for the the equine athlete, the thoroughbred, and uh, what goes into it. And again, this is another great story. And um, we still can't lose tradition, but <laughs> every time you see these horses line up, it's, it's, it's a privilege for a rider to have a, a ride in this race. Take us through the race, mate. Clayton was really happy with him in the yard. He had the earmuffs on, first time, big occasion. First time against older horses, his fifth ever race start. He was really confident. He was so happy the way the horse came through. I walked the track again throughout the day. Clayton's been in twice to have a discussion. Uh, I trust him as a trainer, he trusts me as a rider, and then we had to trust the horse today. And he came out a little bit tentatively, and then he started racing a little bit. I was happy in the line that I chose after walking the track, and then I felt like I was doing it. Once he actually straightened up, he was actually only just going. But when he felt pressure like the door was going to close on him, you could just feel him pick up from underneath me and surge. And then next minute, we come around the, the group of horses and see um, Brent Abdallah take that, you know, dashing in between horses. Um, sorry, sorry. Um, nature Strip running in front. But he just had that will to win. And um, when I spoke to a person in my team after he won a Corfid, I then said to him, this horse can win the Everest. I just didn't think it would be a month and a half later. So credit to this horse, credit to Clayton Douglas and his owner, Jonathan Munns and Pinecliffe. Brett Navdala, Private Eye. Oh, he was awesome. Um, look, I've always been a big fan of him and to see him sprint at that level, um, yeah, I thought he was a winner there for two strides and he had the big horse covered in front of me and then the three-year-old got me late, so he was awesome. Sam Clippard and Mazu. I couldn't have been more proud of his effort today. He's gone super. He's a different horse to what I've ever ridden today. He was just, all he wanted to do was relax. So good signs for the future it opens up his um, options but uh, he's a he's a very good horse now but he's a superstar in the making being a, a raw four-year-old and who knows what's ahead for him. James McDonald, Nature Strip. Hey, very proud of him he went really well and uh, obviously just off the course a bit um, got taken wider on the bend and that was the race done. Damien Lane, Jackano. 
great run. Uh, just beaten for a little bit of speed early, travelling the race well. Just didn't handle coming up the rise that well and I lost a bit of momentum and then once he gathered himself, he finished off really well. Rachel King, overpass. Uh, look really proud of this horse, this prep. Um, he's bounced back off that second up run and run his heart out today. Hugh Bowman, Kevin Tari. Uh, really courageous. He has just speed too much, but he really tried his heart out and proud of him. Karen McAvoy, Shades of Rose. Great run, yeah. She presented and um, ran a fantastic race. She, she just found that a little bit hot the last 100 metres, but um, good run all the same. Willie Pike, Mask Crusader. Yeah, blew the start and our chances went out the window there. Tom Sherry, Joyful Fortune. Yeah, um, it was obviously a big expectation from today, but he, uh, he handled himself quite well. I thought he was a bit, of a bit of a chance at the top of the straight, but he just gave away that last 100 metres, so he'll be better when he drops back to 11,000 metres. Nashua Eduardo. Yeah, he's, he's look, he's ran more below his best and um, give me a fair indication he's pulled up pretty sore. So I was concerned with his action before, by the time we got the 600. Glenn Schofield ingratiating. Yeah, it went too fast for me. I was always chasing the race the whole way. He never really had a chance to sort of travel on the bridle for me and accordingly didn't finish off. Okay, we'll come back with more of the wrap-up from Everest Day. They had the time of their life out there. It was a big party alongside a race meeting. More of what happened uh, after the Everest. You heard Clayton uh, talking about his uncle uh, Rocket. Here he is, Rocket Douglas. Big thrill. Um, the horse only we decided to run after Daniel to bring him here, so it was a bit of an afterthought, but we know he's a good horse, but that was phenomenal. Tell us how that process went with the slot holder. Well, we ran him in the day nearly one the other day and we knew he needed another run. I spoke to Clayton and said, why don't we travel him to Sydney and maybe run him in the, the second tier race and then James Heron had got the sectionals and that off uh, all these blokes and discussed it with Dean Lester, who's a great form judge, and uh, James um, did the deal with Jonathan, did the slot, and um, that's how we got the position. What about these owners? What a ride they're on. Oh, well, Jonathan's not here. He's overseas at the moment. He owns also with his uh, family, and um, I only manage him, but he puts a lot of money into racing. He deserves all his success. Where do you think this horse can go from here? Well, we don't know what to do with him now. What do you do? We might retire him and take him to the taxidermist and put him in the lounge room. <laughs> There's another one on next year. Well, there is. I mean, he does good. He'll probably go back and run in the Coolmore in Melbourne or we might, we might run in the $3 million race in three weeks because we've dealt with the best now. We might deal with them again. Do what you want, Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> you can just do what you want. Yeah, the king of the castle. Um, what, a, what a proud man Joe Pride was. Uh, he had um, two tales to tell there yesterday. Disappointed with Eduardo, but uh, a mighty run by Private Eye. Yeah, he nearly won the race. Um, fantastic effort from the horse. Um, he's come back really well. Um, I'd say, without seeing the sectionals, maybe they overdid it in front with the, with the two big chestnuts going down, but um, really, really proud of Private Eye's effort. Fabulous ride. He was close enough and he rocketed home. Yep, look, I think he had every chance, but I'm just really happy with the way he went and um, it's going to be an exciting sort of 12, 12 months, 18 months for him. What do you do with him now? Um, I'll probably take him to Rose Hill for the Nature Strip race, but I'll have a think about that and... Um, 
uh, he's probably going to go back to Melbourne again as well. So I think there's a couple of runs left in him this prep. And Eduardo battled it out out front, but finished well back. What's the latest? I think he's pulled up sore, so I'm going to go and have a look at him now. OK, he was one out of five lane officially, but yeah, he just wasn't he wasn't at his 100% best. I mean, you could just tell like, from the 600 through to the, the 300, he was very uncomfortable, very reluctant to change strides. And I could see what Nash was feeling, um, but yeah, I, I knew he was going to pull up with something wrong. Mm. So disappointing not to see Loston running in that race. Uh, John O'Shea spoke with Greg Pritchard at Randwick yesterday. I just had a, a skin infection on the inside of his uh, off-hind joint and just where, you know, he was brushing and every time he hit it he wasn't real keen on it. So, yeah, there's the only thing we could do is take him out. So, no, he'd be fine. Was it a result of his most recent race or nothing to do with that? No, 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 he's been fine for six months. <laughs> just picked it up, may have picked it up at the beach, you'd know, um, just a, like a staff, you know. So, um, he got pretty angry uh, and... We got a little bit of antibiotics into him Thursday, uh, but obviously you can't treat them Friday, Saturday, so you know, probably didn't help, to be fair. When could he actually race again? Oh, he'd be right to race Monday, yeah, as long as we can treat him for a couple of days. So, um, yeah, we'd probably give him a trial at Rose Hill Saturday week, uh, Friday week, and then give him a burn round uh, in the winter stakes, you know. That's the disappointing part, isn't it? He, he, antibiotics, clears everything up, mm. can race Monday, but you can't take the horse to the races on the Saturday. Yeah, bad luck. It's mm. just terrible. Yep. Let's hear from um, Peter Snowden, who I'm sure is already thinking towards 2023. He's had a great prep. All three runs have been good, and it's, as I said all along, it's been a good grounding for him. It really seize him up now for, for future racing, and, uh, but I was trapped with his run today. We should have known you were spot on after that first up run. You had a glint in your eye. You knew this horse was going to improve. Yeah, he's showing the toughness now. That's what I like about him, especially his last start. He, he really showed a bit of grit there, and that's, that's what winning your races, and today he did it again. So he, he, I think he's, he's only halfway where he's going to be. I think he's got a horse of the future. Um, he's really getting some good skills now. and just got to hone in on them and get, and get him a bit stronger, and hopefully that'll come this time next year. We might be a bit closer. Of course, he's already in the race next year. You've got a hell of a lot of horse to work with over 12 months, haven't you? Oh, I was super lucky to get a, a, a two, second dip uh, with the star and John Basara there. Uh, when we got the deal, I thought it was just perfect because uh, this, this year was going to be a little bit tough for him. It was a bit rising class from where he had been. But he showed that he's worth and he, his class today. Uh, he'll be worth, very well uh, a worthy contender next year. Is there anything further for him in the spring? And then what about the autumn? No, he'll have one more run now. He'll run in the, the nature's trip in two weeks' time over 1,300, which I reckon will be perfect for him. He's showing that real that toughness out at the end of his races, so I can't see 1,300 being a problem for him. Then he'll go out after that. He'll have a, a short autumn, and the two races will target there with the TJ and the all-aged, and then uh, give him a break, and we'll get ready for next year. Sounds like a plan. It's a good plan. Uh, now, the tab have put up Nature Strip as doubtful in the race named after Nature Strip. By the way, this race, the Nature Strip Stakes next year, will be called the Giga Kick Stakes. It's the race named after the previous winner of the, uh, the Everest. So next year, the Giga Kick Stakes. Uh, Lost and Running will be right. Marzu's going there, and then the rest will just wait and see who lines up. Yeah, very frustrating. They've been setting Mars Crusader for that race for 12 months and nearly get it right, and you... After two strides, he's out of business. Yeah. That's very... He missed it worse than he did last yeah, year. Yeah, terrible. He actually stepped back. You could see it on the on the overhead shot. Um, he's, I don't know whether he's had a small rare, but he's taken a, a good step back. He was mm. he was going backwards as I'll lunge oh, yes, towards That's right. Yes. So, well, look, we've had some great editions of that race uh, in its short history. Um, Guy Tra was an exciting moment when he won at Rose Hill. Uh, and Eduardo, 
he, he was very popular yeah. winner last year, so I'm sure it's going to be a great race, the Nature Strip Stakes, $3 million. We'll take a break and we'll come back and have a look at the Kosciuszko. Well, front page won the Kosciuszko yesterday. He was picked in 2020 and he had an issue and he didn't make the race. And, and he was scratched just moments before the race, a day before the race. He was picked again in 2021. He had another issue. He couldn't run. He finally lines up in 2022 at his third attempt at getting there. And look at what he does. He's an outstanding horse. Um, obviously, there's been big issues with him in the past. And he, but when he's on, um, he is top, top class, this horse. Um, I think the only leader to win yesterday close like that. So just adds a little bit more merit to him. When, when far too easy come out at the 200, I thought, wow, you're going to yeah. get right over the top of this horse. But he is just a good horse. You go back to that, I know we keep talking about it, the Wagga Town Plate when he won that day. It was an amazing win. Yeah. And he's had some brilliance down in a couple of wins in Melbourne. But obviously... He's, he's a little bit fickle. He had his little issues. I think he had float problems at one time as well, uh, going off in the float. But a dominant, dominant win. Terrific training performance. Happy birthday, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> big result. Far too easy. Was gallant in defeat. And Fender was very, very good. But he's a terrific trainer, this bloke. Isn't he? What? It was, just watching that again, it only just dawned on me. It was the Battle of the Borders. Yeah. There you've got the first horse <laughs> yeah. trained down near the Murray. And the second horse trained up near the Tweed. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a true Kosciuszko. It was a true yeah. country championship. Where, what run third? Fender. Fender. In the Fender. middle of them. Right yeah. in the middle. Right <laughs> yeah. in the middle. In the, in the heart of horse country. Yeah. Yeah. The home of the thoroughbred. Yeah. Uh, I had a long chat. I'd never met Jeff Jaray before. I loved talking to him. I had a long chat with Jeff after the win. Third time lucky. Been frustrating? <laughs> very, very. Ah... Uh, the first time was just a freak accident. Second time, nothing we could do about it. Yep. Um, but he's he's done the right thing. This time I've had a perfect preparation. Right. You know, he's had two um, sort of barrier trials at Wangaratta. He's won them both, and he's he's come through. I couldn't couldn't ask for any more. Yeah. He worked up the other morning. Pulled up from his barrier trial a week or so ago, and um, wouldn't blow a candle out. So we were 100, 110, you know, I, I, I knew it wouldn't be fitness. Right. There was no way fitness was going to beat him, and uh, so... What did you think when Far Too Easy came out after you? You had a big enough lead? Yeah. Uh, I tell you, I've seen him do it before. They can get to him, but then they've got to get past him because he's, uh, you know, he's got a pretty big ticker. Yeah, and he'll 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 keep, you know. As I said, look, I wasn't overly worried because I thought, get to him, mate. That's all right, but getting past him is going to be the that's going to be the hard part. What about this young man? Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I I stuck with him. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the uh, big blokes rang me, you know, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, 
they were saying, oh, this, but if that one runs there and that one runs somewhere else... And they were trying to talk into it, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> and I just said, and I just said to, I rang Tyler on his man and I just said, um, does you want to ride him? And yes or no now on the spot? Yep. And his man said he'd love to. Good on you. And he... Um, to his credit, the young bloke, like he um, he thanked us for putting him on in such a big race. Yeah, which is, yeah, that's good for him. And just for you, because you've missed the last couple, they put the prize men up to two million this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty bloody handy. In the watch, in the watch. It's going to a good cause too, <laughs> this fella here. <laughs> They'll be celebrating in Coral, will they? Oh, my word, they will. You've got a big following down there? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not an overly big town, so you know, six or seven thousand. Um, so most people know each other. Yeah. And uh, you know where we, uh, the boys all go up to the pub and have a, they have their bets and watch the races. Um, I think they'll be. Uh, I'll be pretty happy, the boys. Well, I hope there's enough money in the tab to pay out. <laughs> Didn't actually want to lead, and when he just took me to the front under, under his own terms, I was just happy to go with the horse. I know how much ability he has, and when he gave the kick at the top of the straight, I actually thought he was pretty vulnerable, but he's toughed it out super, and he's a ripping horse. How long did you have confidence for? At the top of the straight, I was actually pretty concerned that they were going to come to me, but by the 200, nothing joined him, and he was super strong late, and he's... He's a ripper. James Orman, far too easy. Yeah, very good run. Um, Travelled good and just the leader was um, give a good kick off the corner and we had to make up a bit too much, but um, it was a really good run. Sam Clippard and Fender. He's gone terrific. Um, bit of a um, bit of a funny old start, but um, in the end, I just had to go to Plan B and um, got a lovely drag up into the race, but the. The leader's just got too easy time, but my horse flown, um, flew home and I'm wrapped I can get him into third for the connections. Nick Hayward, Cavalier Charles. Look, he was well placed for this race today and worked out great. I just wish someone took me into the straight a bit longer. Damien Lane, Art Kudo. Good on his run with a big weight. He uh, just had to use him a little bit early to hold his spot and it might have just told on him late. Reese Jones, Spirinac. Just a bit run off the feet a little bit. Never really got a chance to travel. Always seemed like I was chasing. Um, but her last 200 was really good. Hit the line well. Rachel King, La Melody. Uh, look, massive run. She probably didn't quite see out 1,200 today, but I think she will in the future. Tom Sherry, Anathol. Yeah, rode out of gate and um, race was over from now. Nash Arilla, handle the truth. Yeah, he blew the kick. Let's go, mate. Hugh Bowman, Talbrigar. He's definitely a horse for the future, but was just all a bit too soon for him this year. Chad Schofield, Mamema. Yeah, from the draw, we actually had quite a nice run, three wide with cover. Um, just got pushed out a little bit deeper on the turn and was pretty plain up the street. Winona Cost and Testator Silence. Um, just got a little bit tired late. Karen McAvoy, Commando Hunt. He was a bit naughty in the gates and he sat down on his, on his backside and that was um, his race gone. Willie Pike, another one? Uh, disappointing. He, he travelled well, had a good run, but he didn't find under pressure. All right, and of course the uh, winning ticket holders, they uh, were all out there yesterday. Let's go to the lucky man, John Hurley. John Hurley, the manager of the syndicate that won the Cosi Oscar with front page. How do you feel? Oh, very excited. Very excited, mate. It was, a, it was a good watch. We love watching it. He looked like the winner all the way. That makes it a little bit easier, doesn't it? Oh, it does, does, yeah. It was a good track. I don't think they could have asked for a better, better track, better day, better horse, better jockey. Better syndicate. <laughs> you got him at the right time. This horse has been scratched twice from the Kosciuszko because of problems. He finally gets in and wins. Yes, well, we did get it at the right time, yeah. No, they were very confident. 
Jeff and the, its team. They were, thought he was primed up and ready to go, and he showed he was, yeah. How much did you spend on tickets, and how many were in the group? Well, we all put in $50. There was 10 of us, so we had $500 worth of tickets, and one of those was the right one. <laughs> sure was. Uh, let's go to Dave McComb, who's done a great job with Far Too Easy. It was a massive run. Uh, he tried his heart out. Uh, the leader had a, a bit of a soft lead on us, but not taking anything away from the winner. He was a great horse too, but our horse was magnificent running second. You were probably two or three horses further back than you would have liked. Uh, yeah, that's correct. We were. Um, we were just a little bit, a bit further back uh, than what we anticipated. Uh, but even still, he's, uh, he's, you know, if it had been 1,300, he's, he's still coming at the winner. What do you do with a horse of obvious quality like that now? He'll probably go to a Magic Millions race in January now. We'll probably give him a bit of a break, come back for Magic Millions. He's a Magic Millions horse. He ran fourth in the Guineas last year. Uh, so that's where we'll head. Keep these horses sound, and they keep coming back for Kosciuszko's. Yeah. You know, front page is a six-year-old who's had 14 starts. Yep. Uh, far too easy is a four-year-old who's had 12 starts. Yeah. You keep sending them for these races. Yeah, that's for sure. There, there is no limit. Unless he wins a Group 1, which puts Shelby 66 out of play yeah. for the race. They can keep coming back every year if they're good enough yep, and, get the pick, and, and get picked. Uh, Brett Kavanagh, disappointing news that he had to scratch its me uh, for... Uh, on the, the the day before, no, it was Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah, thir uh, no, Friday, it Friday afternoon. Official Friday morning. Afternoon. Let's take stock. Friday afternoon, it's me was scratched, but he had the knowledge that he had Fender going really well, so he knew he was going there to Randwick with a great chance, and he didn't let him down. Yeah, I was uh, really happy with the run, uh, Greg. He, uh, there was a bit of interference at the start. Sam nearly fell off, and. Uh, the horse went super, he was really excited with the run. It was great that he ran third for our slot holders and uh, just good for the team, you know. We had a kick in the guts earlier in the week, but typical Aussies, mate, just get back off the floor and do your job and you get a result. What's the latest with It's Me? Uh, mate, we have a team meeting. Um, we'll get a vet on Monday and, and get a program in place uh, just to see where we're going and, and get everyone on the same page. Yeah, she's got uh, hoof issues and they're going to try and get them right. She's already a Kosciuszko winner. We're going to take a break, come back with more of this Randwick program. Eighteen lined up in the uh, Sydney Stakes, the Everest uh, Consolation. Massive field here. And rocketing by, he's now won two big races at Randwick. He won the Million Dollar English Sprint for his owners and now a $2 million Sydney Stakes. Yeah, there was a few upsets there yesterday and he was one of them. Cool, calm and uh, patient ride by, by Rachel. Uh, Rachel King on rocketing by. I think the drier track uh, got him the big payday here because they put a bit of pressure on up front and... Uh, yeah, look, he's, he's just hopeless in the wet, so that, uh, it's a credit to the track that he, he got a grip on that soft six yesterday and gets the job done. He toughed it out really well doing work in the Congo. Yeah. And we own a smart one's obviously a very, very smart horse. And look at this This horse last here in the apricot hat in the middle, yeah, brutality. It's a, it's, it is airborne. Yeah, it was a big run. You've only just mentioned the track for the first time. We've been on air, air an hour and six minutes. That's the best tribute we can give to... Michael Wood and his team. We haven't mentioned the track once. That's 100% mm. right. So um, they got lucky 
They did get lucky. You yeah. need to get lucky, but yeah. they did their job. And I, I was more impressed, <laughs> to tell you the truth. They, they're in charge of the whole track. You know, the, 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 the surroundings, the lawns in... The gardens. The gardens. Yeah, what were you and impressed? And the way that the track was presented yeah. as on a whole yesterday, I must say, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I thought, these people have had no practice with looking out to 40,000, 50,000 people for about... 50 years. <laughs> How are they going to go about this yeah. with no staff? Yeah. And I tell you what, the staff, obviously there's going to be complaints because they're always yeah. here or there's yep. a blue here or there's yep. a blue there. But from what I saw, the staff were very professional and... I think everyone a, was happy. And everyone had a day mm. out. Yeah. What did you think of Peking Duck? Well... I personally, I couldn't, the, I couldn't get out of the place quick enough, <laughs> let me tell you. It was an easy get out, except, you know, that roundabout. But I must say, even they even had staff at the at the car park. I to, didn't ask you about the roundabout. Oh, I'm talking, I'm talking that's about, all I was worried about, getting out of the joint. I'm talking about peaking duck. So it, took me, uh, it took me a good couple of minutes to get back through the enclosure to get to where we sit. I was pushing and shoving. And they seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, they loved it. You're closer to that music than we are. <laughs> I'm just just over. Just over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a young it's a young person's crowd out there at uh, Ranwick, and it certainly was after the last. Now let's go to this race. This is the uh, Silver Eagle. First, second, and third go through to the Golden Eagle, and didn't Godolphin pick the right horse for for the Golden Eagle? They identified him quite early yeah. uh, after the Brisbane Carnival that he was the horse that could. Train on as a four-year-old and target that race in two weeks. $10 million at Rose Hill. Yeah, how strong is this Stradbroke form? You know, alligator blood, private eye. Yeah. Uh, you could go down the page and, and uh, this is another one. And this is a beautiful ride. He, he just put him in a spot. He stalked. He, he swooped. He, he, he's, um, he's the modern-day enforcer. An impressive win. Like, even, even to hear Darren after the, the, the post-race interview, like what he had to say, I know. Uh, he said that there's more upside to him. Mm. He said he's still got more he's improvement. He's it for three weeks. Yeah, you know, and we didn't listen. Um, Mr. Mozart, he just floats. Oh, uh, Ronnie, what's I, the I, go with him? He's, he blinkers he in patches. He, like if he overdone it last start and end up pulling himself up three wide near the leaders, it, he did get a little bit of a squeeze and get shown that he, you know, was to be lit up. But. It, it, Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know either. It was a bit of a, uh, an on-pace race. I thought Brigand Team was a, is a very nice horse, and Kiss Sum was very good. And obviously, uh, yeah, there, there was other excuses in that race, um, but uh, Waterford was the other one, sorry. He, uh, nothing went right for him. He, um, for a horse that had to come back to 1,300, with, he needed momentum, and he didn't get it. So yeah. they missed their spot. I'd suggest in the Golden Eagle, but they might have a bit of fun, maybe on the gong day or something. Uh, let's go and hear from the Dazzler, Darren Beeble. That was a very, very tidy performance from a horse that has still got a, a lot in the reserve tank. Um, you know, obviously, the race has been called off last week, just gave us an extra gallop or two to, to, to put into his legs, and um, he had it a long way, he had, sorry, he had it won a long way out from home, so very classy. Colt, um, you know, he's, he's Sabatiano's little brother, half little brother, so, you know, he's, the mare's, uh, you know, she's definitely blue blood and, um, yeah, he just delivered in space today. Uh, Brigantines run well as, uh, also, uh, and were they identified early as your Golden Eagle horses? Uh, yes, the way that uh, Valana performed up in Queensland, um, you know, he, that was just a nice little testing ground for him to see what we had on offer and, 
the way that he's you know come through that that preparation up there and it really stamped himself as a, a genuine threat over the spring carnival and um, you know something like the the golden eagle would be an ideal race did a little bit to get to his position and um, to his credit he's just so push button he switched off straight away and just got into a beautiful rhythm down the side and um, you know obviously you know his, his grand finals in a couple of weeks time so Darren said he's not in peak fitness just yet, you know, just wait on him a little bit and be a bit patient. And, um, and he, he showed an enormous um, turn of foot then when I, when, I, you know, when I produced him. Brenton Abdallah, Mr Mozart. Yeah, he was awesome. If anything, probably the week off hurt his chances a little bit. He would have been probably better suited at 13, back out last week and drawing wide and rolling forward. I reckon he would have been hard to beat. But today he just raced a bit fresh from the low draw. But the run he probably had to have for two weeks' time. Rachel King, Brigantine. Uh, look really happy with his run. He just hit a little bit of a flat spot top of the straight, but was super late. Dylan Gibbards, Global Osbred. Yeah, some run from a Queensland Derby campaign. He's come back in terrific order. Karen McAvoy, kiss some. Ran great. He um, just got tightened up sort of near the half mile and just had to sort of shuffle back a bit. But good run. Um, if he gets a spot in the uh, Golden Eagle, he'll, be, he'll run well. Yep. Tom Sherry, Cohito. Yeah, brilliant run. Um, that was his fourth run back from a spell. He let down like the winner, just got a bit tired late. There's a good improvement to come. Sam Clippard and Lavish Girl. She was very brave. I just had to do too much work from a, a wide draw. Jay Ford, Ranch Hand. Yeah, he ran a much improved race with the shades put on. Hugh Bowman, Waterford. I thought he went well. He, it just The race didn't pan out well for him he, and he was good. Keegan Latham, Flying Crazy. I think a good effort. He needed a, a bit more of a solid tempo, but uh, he's run on quite nicely. Willie Pike, Lock Eagle. I think the track was too shifty for him. He never got comfortable. Damien Lane, Startantes. He's never finished off like she can today. OK, let's go to the five. Oh, hang on, before we do that, let's have a look at the Golden Eagle market. So, hinged, light, in, well, light infantry either arrived or is about to touch down. May have been last night, I think. Or, OK. Yeah, I'm not sure, but... Uh, we can't wait to get reports about how he's travelled. Um, yeah, he could be the one. He could well be the one. That's the Golden Eagle. Now, uh, let's go to the Five Diamonds. Now, this race over 1,500 metres, this was a million-dollar prelude. Sterling tells me after this race that this was the race they set him for. Yes. Not the $2 million Five Diamonds over 1,800 uh, in three weeks' time, because there's a query on him running 1,800. We'll, we'll set him for this million-dollar race, pick up the Epsom along the way, or share it at least, and look at him beat this field of five-year-olds. He's a lovely horse. He's a lovely horse, genuine, great racing style. Loves a bit of jar out of the track, loves ramming. Oh, why wouldn't you run him? Um, I think he's he's a fit horse in form. Yeah. Even, you've got to try him. Corey, if ever he's going to run it, could oh, be right now. Well, I, I was actually interested in um, Brenton Abdullah's post-race interview when he said that he'd like to ride him with cover. Oh, mate, if they're going to leave him alone, that's yeah. when he's going to get the trip. If yeah. you leave him alone in front like they did yesterday, that's how he'll get he the 1800. Yeah, he actually looked a lot better in the yard, and obviously because that's the race they sent him for, but he looked a lot better in the yard yesterday than what he did when he won the absence. He's just got good condition. Yeah. He's a good heavy horse. And, uh, yeah. Connections of Sabark have got a decision to make because he's also uh, a big chance in the, in the big dance on Melbourne Cup Day, and he's obviously right up to winning a five diamonds as well. So he's got the choice, uh, she, sorry, uh, Annabelle has got the choice of two decent races. Yeah, she has, and he's on target for whatever she runs him on, because he's an import on the improved, two runs back are great. Ayrton's still got upside. He was wide, no cover. Um, Rebel Rama's just a, a, a run right up to a trial. She's underrated, mare, that one. So, 
Yep, that's shaping up pretty good, the five diamonds. Okay, let's um, let's take a break. Come back with more after this. Okay, uh, race number three, the Craven Plate. When we picked them up around the home turn, Corey, um, Zarek, he, he'd been off and gone for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, um, don't know what happened there. It's, he sort of seemed relaxed. The Darren first. had him going to the Bruno Mars concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. But he was super relaxed when he sort of went over the back cross and at the mile. And then, yeah, by the time he got to the fourteen hundred, he was he was running, yeah, elevens and yeah. I don't know. So that well, that set it up for Cascadia. Yeah, yeah look, he, he backed it up well. He's racing with confidence, the horse, and you know they've set him up beautifully for these uh, good prize money races. I mean, yeah, he's a ripper, this Just Folk. He might have wanted a little bit heavier. And I thought, you know, it, it was very nice considering considering his inexperience, the three-year-old, Promito. Yeah. He went really good because he was on a little bit of a... I tell you, the horse is going good. This horse running last, warning. Um, he just wants 2,400 metres plus and a wet track. It's just a tick-over run for him, runs right through the line. Yeah. Beaten a fair way, but a good run considering... His profile. The three-year-old's still not there yet. He hasn't furnished into a horse yet. He's no. still, you know, he's, lovely animal. Yeah, a bit gangling, a bit new. Look, he couldn't get Cadre de Noir out quick enough in the uh, St Ledger. Stockman, though, very solid. Yeah, had always in control this race. Cool, calm, collected ride by Sam, and um, yeah, he just proved that he just went. They just went too slow in the Metrop, and. Um, that was a funny race considering just a sprint home, but more, more of a staying test, much better off at the rate weights. Uh, very likeable on paper and uh, delivered the goods. He's in fine, fine form, Arapaho. Uh, um, he's ready to win Sacramento. He's, the, the day he just charges out in front on his own, yep. they will not run him down. Yep. And that, whether it's here in Sydney or uh, in Melbourne, I don't know, but I think he's going better than the form card uh, suggests. All right, let's go and hear from some uh, people after the race. Uh, Joe Pride, the trainer, a very happy owner, um, Jamie Walter. He had no idea what was to come later in the day when Private Eye yeah. almost won an Everest. You got Sam Clippin in as well. Here they are. It was good, yeah. He needed to be dominant today and he did that. He took care of that field, um, put them away, which I wanted to see. I, mean, I thought we might see that on Metrop Day, but it's come one run too late. Um, when I say too late, still he's on track and I want to take him to Melbourne for the Cup. That's a big moment. It is a big moment, yeah. I've never had a Cup runner and you know, grew up watching watching the Cup every year and to be part of it this year, you know, all going well, will be a massive thrill. Looks like the distance won't be an issue. No, no, the two miles will suit him. He was here in the Sydney Cup in the autumn and uh, massive big field, biased track, and he didn't really get a look at him, but he'll run two miles. Doesn't get much better, Greg, I tell you. What a great thrill. He really deserved that victory today. He's been running very honestly. Uh, weights favoured him today. Beautiful ride from Sam, and he's got the cash. Yeah, what's it like as an owner when your horse is winding up out wide and you get the feeling that he's got him covered? Indescribable. Will that suffice? Yes, really. <laughs> it's that good, isn't it? Bloody oath it is. And what is it like now to have a runner in the Everest for your ownership groove to be picked? And not just a, an Ev Everest runner, a legitimate winning chance. Well, it's been a thrilling week, Greg, I've got to say. Uh, we're all on tenterhooks. It's such an exciting day to be part of. Mm. Who would have thought 10 years ago that the biggest day in Sydney racing was going to be on Caulfield Cup Day. <laughs> Not me. And you're happy to be part of it. Bloody oath. 
you know, it was just a beautiful run race. He went along at a, a lovely clip for everyone to be comfortable, and particularly my horse. He's a, he's a strong stayer. He's, he gets better as, um, you know, he gets out and trip. And um, I was a bit disappointed after the Metropolitan. Just they went too slow for him, and I was sort of kicking myself. I didn't do a couple of things different, but um, we made a horse today, and it's a lovely, lovely to win on this horse. He's been a personal favourite of mine for a long time. A great bunch of owners, and um, you know, he might end up in the Melbourne Cup on the first Tuesday of November. So, exciting for all involved. All right, now let's go to uh, the Anks Stakes, race number 10. And this was Hope In Your Heart, who's now won three in a row, and back-to-back -back group threes. Yeah, look, she's a, a very, you have to admire her. She loves a fight, she loves to win. She sticks her head out. I've been on her every start this prep, except this one, I don't know why. Uh, but that's personal problems. Uh, she is a beauty. She was back in distance, um, winning the Tibby, back up here uh, to a preferred mile, and she just is a ripper. Honey Creeper ticking along, one run short, just wants 2,000 metres. Fine point was good up in class. The other one that wants 2,000 metres now is Gin Martini. So Honey Creeper, Gin Martini, keep an eye out for them in a 2,000 metre race, a suitable one, in the next couple of weeks. And just got too dry for a poly. Um, just got too dry for her there, even though she didn't run bad. But uh, she's a ripper, this mare. What about I, I, Nash's legs? It's like Ronnie doing laps in the pool. <laughs> he was just kicking and kicking and kicking. Yeah, and there's a lovely yeah. shot coming up here, Corey. Yes. Except I got a noodle. It was <laughs> hope, hope in your heart. First, Nash second, and Honey, Honey Creeper, Creeper third. <laughs> Look how far forward he is. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, it's yeah. like he's about to be catapulted <laughs> over the horse's head. He just That's horsemanship, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a very effective. Like, I even tell the kids at the academy, you, you can't copy Nash's style. Like, no. I always work on their styles, and I say, you cannot copy Nash's style, but he's just so effective. He's all over. Look at this. Amazing. Where's the saddle? He's left the, saddle, the saddle behind. The saddle's yeah. like a foot behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and just misses, tries he might, tries he might. He just couldn't pick him up. Uh, okay, we'll take another break. When we come back, uh, we've still got the regional Allen to go. It was a great start of the day for Gerald Ryan. They ended up training three, Gerald and Sterling, on Everest Day. Okay, uh, Reginald Allen yesterday, it was a great start of the day for Gerald and Sterling. They won the first two races. A lot more love when we picked them up. Uh, Abdullah is about to try and uh, get through and barge through he does in the end. Yep, um, look, she's a filly that was well set up. She'd had a 1400 metre run, a trial between runs, blinkers on, got the perfect ride from Abdullah. Look at the one behind her there, the stable mate, all die. Yep. Um, she's a beautifully bred filly. I don't know whether it's going to come to her in the spring but I'm certainly it might be in the autumn and the other one to have no luck there was uh, Rosetta uh, but I think all eyes are on well, Vienna Princess was good but called Eye is uh, one to follow uh, and they did it again in the next race and Cisco Bay a boil over well this wasn't so popular um, no. he, it was a, an upset another uh, good to see Robbie Dolan kept his cool here. It was a bit like the ride on the other long shot that won by Rachel King, so yeah. rocking by. They just Very no similar. pressure on them. No. They can just ride for luck on these type of horses, and sometimes they get a result, Corey. Yep, no, without a doubt. It's actually really good to see Robbie back in the, the yeah. circle. He's had a bit of a rough trot. I know he's doing well with his singing, um, but he, as far as the winner's circle, he's been out of it for a while, but it was good to see him back on a big day. Well, he single drops on Friday on Spotify and various platforms. 
Stay With Me. Stay With Me. That's his new song. Okay. Uh, drops on Friday. We might even put it on the opener next week. You know how to cool. work that Spotify, do you? Hey? You know how to work that Spotify? Or... By next Friday we will. <laughs> uh, here's um, the Caulfield Cup and Chris Waller only moments before was disappointed with Nature Strip not winning the Everest, but he picks up his second Caulfield Cup with Durston. He might run well in a Melbourne Cup, Durston. Just my old mate Nick Williams used to say, it's, it's, it's great when you get, you can go back to the provincials and and, and get a bit of confidence back in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> uh, it was a great old saying, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, look, he's a, a really good horse. They've taught him how to race now. He's going to get into the cup light. I think he'll run two mile. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know how to read the cup. Obviously, it was uh, down the outside by this stage of the day. Monophilia went better. He's back on track, I'll bow and declare. I thought he was pretty good there as There's well. There's been a lot of talk about him mm. for the Melbourne Cup. Yep. I read a story that Danny O'Brien actually saying he thinks he's going better than when he won the Cup. Well, he should know him. Yeah. yeah. He should know him. So he's going to get a lot of talk going into Cup Day. Yep. What a day that's going to be. We'll be at Randwick for the big dance and watching the Melbourne Cup. Yep. There'll be 50,000. Well, there won't yeah. be 50. There'll be 40. Yeah. There'll be 40,000 there on, on, yeah. on Cup oh, Day at Randwick. Sure. Yep. For sure. To take it all in. And there'll be close to 100 at Flemington. Yes. It's going to be a big day. Mm. Crowds everywhere. Can't wait. Albo might give us a public holiday. Albo. <laughs> Albo? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Well, we'll get one. Wonder if the Everest had ever worked with a public holiday. Put it on midweek. Oh, if it ain't broke, don't try and fix it. Would that it? ever work? No, 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 no. No. It'd cause too much drama. We yeah. thought we had drama putting barriers on the opera house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That you're giving it a public holiday. <laughs> Over to you, Dom. <laughs> OK, that's it. Uh, that has been uh, 90 minutes. It was a great day. And next week, we're back to uh, Randwick. Bit of rain predicted this week, but spring champion stakes. That forecast. It has it look, changed? It looked terrible, yeah. They're not so hot on it now. They might, we might get away with it. They've they got no idea. They never get no it. idea. No. Uh, spring champion stakes, and then we turn our attention to Rose Hill for a couple of weeks with the Golden Eagle and the Golden Gift and all the, the new races there, and then the Hunter and the Gong, and then, um, then it's Perth's time to shine. Yep. yep. Okay, full on. It. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.